Thank you for joining us. We are Unleashed, No Judgments. I'm Jackie. And I'm Tess. Welcome, guys. Welcome to episode three. Yeah. No. <laughs> Jackie and I are a little bit stumbling tonight, guys, so I'm just going to pre-warn if some of the editing is just not possible. <laughs> Tess has been very busy, so she's very tired, and I have no excuse. No, you are going stir-crazy. You have cabin fever because the unemployment piece is still there and active. Yes, and actually tomorrow I have the pleasure of taking my uniforms back into work. So I get to see those lovely people one more time. Yay. (laughs) Oh, that sounds so genuinely excited. Oh my gosh, so excited. Well, I was going to try to drop them off at the front desk. They were like, no, you can just come in and drop them off in chef's office. Cool, guys. Great. Perfect. I would go walk over to whoever didn't replace your box of gloves from, I think it was episode one. And go just, like, take his last box of gloves from his station and just walk out with them. Or just move them. I'm going to take his last box of gloves. Then I'm going to go downstairs to dry storage and take every other fucking box of gloves there is. (laughs) And then you're going to get arrested for theft. Yeah, because apparently before I left, they were... The person who's in charge for ordering all those gloves was discussing just how expensive they are. He broke down the price per the case. It's, like, $10 a box for... A hundred latex gloves or nitrile gloves. Yeah, well, I mean, that's COVID for you. I'm sure they were a lot cheaper prior to the medical crises that we went through for the last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were they were a lot cheaper. And because they're just constantly running out, we never know what we're going to get. But I'm pretty sure they're still cheaper in the store. So I don't know why they're not maybe trying to work with, I don't know, the Walmart or something. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I know, it's not my money. I do not care. Not your money, not your problem. No, ma'am. Well, I just had a very fun text come through that we had a last minute RSVP for our wedding, literally just now from Cole's best friends from Florida, saying, hey, we just booked our plane ticket, which I already pre-warned the caterer that we would have a couple extras add on potentially. So it's not like it's that big of a deal, but it does make me happy that they're coming yeah, that, I mean, it's always it's always good to have loved ones around. Oh, yeah. Even if they are late to RSVP. Oh, yeah. Well, Cole's grandpa, he is very unhealthy physically. Oh, I'm sorry. And since his wife died, he's had like little to no motivation to do anything. And he went from, no, I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to stay home to telling Cole's father, oh, I am just staying alive long enough to see Cole get married. Oh, but oh. <sighs> I know it's like such a bittersweet but then that's another person probably two that I have to add to the RSVP and catering which I'm not complaining about I'd love to have these loved ones here it's just kind of a lot and especially because he's still a wild card on if he will come to the catered part so my question when we got married our caterer I think we essentially had to give them a final buy two weeks out from the wedding yeah when does yours require a final list or count um, I think on their website, they said a week out. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Um, and he said that there's always a little bit of a wiggle room where he'll expect about five people more to come to the wedding in general, but he doesn't charge for them until after. But we have a personal connection with our caterer where he's not letting us make any type of down payment <laughs> towards the wedding. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. So it's like, it's awesome. It's great. We're super thankful for him. We just had to have ours paid in full when we gave our final count. Oh, okay. So I think maybe if we did have any extras, it would have just been kind of like a wash. But we actually had less people than we planned on, which was fine because it was in the middle of COVID. And if you didn't feel comfortable being there, we 100% understood. And yeah. we didn't want someone to do something they weren't comfortable. With that being said, we were socially distanced. We all wore masks. We followed all the protocols. It was a very... Very safe wedding. No, nobody got sick from our wedding, thankfully. Yeah. No, I'm happy that nobody got sick at your wedding. I am hopeful that people will be cognizant and aware. Um, Utah's been a lot more lax about COVID precautions and scares, which I myself, I know have other than other people to a point, but I still put on the wedding website, like asking like, hey, all, if you're feeling sick, please stay home. If you know you've been exposed, please stay home. I mean, I'm going to be 30 weeks pregnant at my wedding. I'm going to be high risk that it is. 
my brother and sister-in-law they are expecting within the next week and a half. And so I'm potentially going to have a month-old niece at the wedding. I'm going to have a five-month-old nephew at the wedding. A couple kids between the ages of zero and five at the wedding. So yeah, it'll need to be pretty careful for those little babies. Yeah. So anywho, <sighs> yes, but I'm going to start with my little vent, if that's okay. About the one thing when you said that we were busy, well, you mentioned that I was busy. My, <laughs> my fiance has a fight this weekend and I'm so excited. I love watching a fight. I love watching him get into the ring. Holy shit, do I miss alcohol <laughs> with the idea of him getting in the ring because I can't have a little bit of liquid anxiety relief while watching him try and beat the shit out of somebody and him getting the, the shit get beat out of him. I completely understand. But ticket sales, oh my God, I'm ready to shoot some people because he gets a certain amount of tickets to sale, sell, which he gets a profit off of. He gets like 25% profit, 25% of ticket sales. Yeah. That's pretty good. And since he always sells so many, we get the highest amount out of most fighters on the card, which is great because that means we make a lot of money. Nice. That's great that we make a lot of money. It's also really, really hard because we're less than a week out and I can't tell you how many people have reached out like, hey, I want this many table seats. I'm like, good try. We're sold out. And then they get all pissed off and angry. Or I have people that are trying to drop out on tickets last minute, which case in point, I understand that there are some extenuating circumstances that we are accepting of, but don't try and tell us a maybe four days before the fight. Yeah, that's, I mean, either you're coming or you're not coming. If you honestly don't think you're going to be able to go, give the tickets up now instead of, you know, you guys losing out on that profit. Or the people who are trying to get out of their tickets now, you should tell them, just like a job would tell you, well, you're going to need to find someone to take over your seats. I'm sorry. This is your responsibility. Yeah, if they've already paid for them, sometimes we do have them. Like, hopefully you can find somebody to cover unless we have a wait list. So, like, what happened before is that my sister-in-law's sister, she had a very, very valid reason that two of her friends couldn't come because their child is in the hospital. Absolutely understandable. It was easy to resell her tickets because we already had a wait list for people asking for tables. And guys, Jackie just broke out and laughing because her cat just meowed so loud and so angrily. I'm pretty sure you're going to hear him. <laughs> I love it. I was lifting him from the desk to put him onto the ground. And I'm sure you'll hear it. I heard it in the headphones, so I think <laughs> it'll come through. I heard it, but I was looking down and then I just see like you simbing the cat over the top of your microphone <laughs> trying to go past it. So. I was trying to laugh so quietly, too. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. No, I think that's perfect. Welcome welcome to this, guys. This is us. If you don't like it, then hopefully you will be accepting of us and keep listening. Yeah. But, yeah. So Please keep listening. Please keep listening. (laughs) Please don't leave us. Um, But, anywho. So, yeah. And so she had a valid reason. But then we've been telling people since day one, or, like, hey, we need your money by Tuesday the 27th especially if you're going to Venmo us because we have to have all the money pulled out, all the money from tickets pulled out in cash to hand in on Friday evening at weigh-ins. So for all the tickets that you don't sell, are you responsible for their payment or do you just hand them in? We hand them in. Oh, okay. That's good. But we're also trying to sell as many because we get that money off of them. And if other fighters haven't sold their tickets and you guys have a wait list, are you able to reach out to the other fighters to get them from them? Or no? We have before. Yeah, like the last fight, we had a couple of people reaching out to us of like, hey, how many do you have left? I have people looking for this area. And so we're able to help. And then when we hand in tickets at the weigh-ins, the promoters then take over and they have their own wait list that they fill up from the promoter side. Oh, okay. So typically it's just sold out overall. But like I've been telling people, okay, we need money by the 27th at the latest. So today? I've given people a pass that, so today... I told people if you're paying cash, that's over Venmo. If you're paying cash, I will be willing to drive down and pick it up on Wednesday, the 28th. Other than that, you need to have your tickets paid for or you don't get them. And we have we have some people who's like, oh, I'll get you the money later in the week. Bitch, there is no later in the week. <laughs> like, I get that you're supporting Cole. We're super thankful for it. And yes, you have $500 worth of tickets under your name right now. No, we are not going to front the cash for you on those tickets. B, we're not going to give you the tickets without giving us the money. C, like 
who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> like, that's just what it comes down to. It's like, yes, we are so appreciative, but bitch. Yeah. Give me my money. <laughs> exactly. If you want these tickets, hand them over. It just makes me so upset. So there's just my vent of just, there's one guy that, like I said, we appreciate his business. We appreciate his support for Cole. Expects Cole to drive 40 minutes out of his way when he's already an hour away from home training at the gym that he trains at to deliver him tickets and get money. And we're just like, dude, you may not have Venmo. Your 18-year-old daughter that comes with you to all the fights absolutely does. Have her Venmo us the money and then we will have tickets that we'll call for you. What is an 18-year-old doing with Venmo, though? I just I just don't know if I would trust my 18-year-old daughter <laughs> to have some, like, online money account. I see it all the time, especially with the teenagers that I work with, when they have, like, jobs, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll Venmo my friend gas money because I don't have a car. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Or, I ven- or I've even heard kids say, oh, yeah, I Venmo my mom for my phone bill or for my Disney Plus account. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I retract my statement. Yeah, I retract my statement. That makes sense. Jeez, your age is showing. <laughs> I know, I am old. No, I get it. I, I, I still sometimes technology and kids get to me, and I'm not even 30 yet. But yeah, there's my vent. I was just these people thinking that like they can just jump through hoops and or just leave us hanging on the back burner. And it's just like, no. like I don't think you realize how much of... like. Even if you have just $100 worth of tickets, that's still $25 that we're potentially missing out on. Yeah. And if they're saying they're going to wait to give you the money, they're essentially asking you to front the money and then they'll pay you when they see you. But I mean, $500 is a lot of money, especially when you're planning a wedding, going to have a baby, or honestly, just in general. Oh, absolutely. So I'm just, we're getting the last ones figured out. It's definitely not as bad as the last one, but we're just all waiting. Like we have, I have a list of like five people that have yet to get their tickets. Most of them have paid. We have a handful that have not paid yet that we're trying to be like, hey, you need to pay like now if you want these tickets. So are you going, at what point for the people that haven't paid, are you going to just say, hey, it's too late. I'm sorry you haven't paid. And there are people who are willing to pay for the tickets now. That's where we get in the issue between me and my fiance. Because he wants to be very supportive to the guys that have been supporting him fight for the past six years. That's understandable. But then also, yeah, there's people reaching out all over Facebook over these fighters promoters page of, hey, who has tickets? Who has tickets? We have people willing to pay. We'll Venmo you right now. That I could easily sell any of the extra tickets for the tables that we have unpaid for right now within the hour. And so it's that's where... I try and help take that step back from my PR role and just be the supportive fight wife (laughs) and let him choose whose tickets we're giving away and saying, you're shit out of luck. And whose are we holding until way in time until we just lose that money? Yeah, that's kind of tough. I mean, especially like they've been supporting you for so many years, but they have hundreds of dollars of unpaid tickets that you either, I mean, you're just, you're just going to lose out on that money if you don't move on. Yeah. So, and it just always happens. I mean, even after the fights that we had six weeks ago, which was, I think the day before we recorded our very first promo episode, we had people reaching out like two hours after weigh-ins asking us if we still had tickets. We had people reaching out the morning of the fight asking us if we still had tickets. This one guy, I'm so happy we haven't heard from him this at all this fight. We had planned to meet him three separate times for like payment and a trade money and tickets. And he just ghosted. Oh my goodness. He just disappeared. And he had $200 for the tickets in his name. And then he's like, reached out literally as Cole sitting in the sauna, cutting his weight. Hey, but I have the money. Like, can we get tickets? And Cole was like, hell no. And then he had the audacity to reach out the next day, the morning of the fight, like three hours beforehand. Hey, just checking in. Any last chance that you have tickets that we can buy? No. (laughs) So waiting to see some of those come out of the woodworks today, but hopefully not. But yes, there's my, there's my first, I have two like mini events for the week. I don't really have a ton. I just been so damn busy, but the tickets are just on my agenda right now because I'm waiting for my phone to go off. Okay. So while we are in between yours, I will go ahead with my event. Mine's not necessarily a event so much as it is kind of just, mine is mostly my thoughts on the subject of vaccines and getting back to a new normal, quote unquote. Yeah. So pre-vaccine. During, you know, the 2020, the early 2021, 
We were told, always wear your mask around people who aren't in your household. Don't visit with other people outside of your bubble. Mm-hmm. Don't be around large, cr- large crowds. Yeah. Always stay six feet from other people. Anyone, including yourself, could have COVID and not know it and could possibly spread it to other people. All indoor gatherings are unsafe. So that's something that we trained ourselves to kind of like, that's that's how we thought all last year. That's yeah. how our minds worked. Stay away from people. Always wear your mask. Essentially, always be very just alert. Yeah, absolutely. So now that the vaccine has been distributed, most people are getting it. I'm actually getting my second dose tomorrow of the Pfizer vaccine. Tom will be getting his on Thursday. Woo! And so far, the only issues either one of us have had, we just had soreness at the injection site. We didn't have any other side effects. Nice. Lucky you. My fiance was dead for 72 hours. Yeah, we are very happy about that. My sister-in-law, she had, I think, chills and fever after her second Moderna shot. Yeah. So, I mean, even all in all, that still wasn't bad. My husband's parents, I think they had a little bit more reaction to it, but it wasn't severe or anything like that. Post-vaccine, though, now we're being told you don't have to wear a mask at indoor gatherings as long as everyone is vaccinated or if they aren't vaccinated as long as they live in the same household. Nor do you have to social distance. You can visit with people who you haven't seen or been around in a while. Yeah. Most of us haven't seen some of our family or any of our friends in almost a year. Yeah. If not more. I know we got to see everybody at our wedding, but that was in September. So that's been about seven months. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. We saw our, um, my brother and sister-in-law, Tom's brother and his sister-in-law. We saw them in November, I believe. But we were outside and we were very socially distanced. We see his parents almost every week. Usually we wear masks around them. But now that they're vaccinated and we have at least one of our shots, the first time we went over after they were vaccinated, we didn't wear any masks. We were uncomfortable. It took us kind of a few minutes to just get used to not having to wear a mask around them. Oh, yeah. So, like, we were there, but we were still just kind of standing back. You were still confused as to what the hell was happening. Yeah, we're like, oh, this doesn't feel right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, where, where is it? No, I, I totally get that. We, I walked into a restaurant the other day with a coworker, and on the front it says, as of April 10th, we're following Utah mandates and no longer requiring masks. If you're uncomfortable with this, feel free to wear a mask, but we will not be wearing them. Hmm. And so my coworker's like, okay, whatever. She like just put her mask in her pocket. I was like, I'm going to try this. It was so weird. It was so damn weird. It is so uncomfortable. I was like, whoa, like what's like, what? Yeah. It just, I don't know. It's, it's uncomfortable is the best way to put it because we've been told for over a year now, you have to wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, you will get, you could get sick. Yeah. And of course you don't want to get sick. So how's your anxiety doing with that? <laughs> um, not great. Not great. No, it's mostly, I basically need to retrain myself. I need to retrain my way of thinking. Yeah. Cause like last year we had our wedding, we had our wedding like functions, bridal shower, bachelor, bachelorette parties. Yeah, absolutely. Our venue walkthroughs. So we constantly had something to look forward to we were constantly worried because if we got covid we wouldn't be able to go look at a venue yeah absolutely we may have to call off our wedding so it was just we were constantly just worried about getting covid we always had that on our on our mind we were always just avoiding people our way of thinking was avoid people as much as we possibly can yeah wear your mask stay away from people I mean, not just with the wedding stuff and the honeymoon that we also, you know, had to be careful of. We had our family who, some of our family members are immune compromised. So, you know, we had them to worry about. Yeah, absolutely. Now, almost all of our family has been vaccinated. Yeah, which is awesome. So I don't have to worry about getting COVID and closing my job down. I don't have a job anymore. Again, voluntarily, for anyone that didn't listen to the other episodes, (laughs) I voluntarily left my job. But no, that, that was also another worry is... I don't want to be the reason that my job has to close down for two weeks because I got COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that kind of basically goes back to when we were at his parents not wearing masks. Our minds were trained not to do that. But yet here we are not wearing masks, being indoors. We just had to get used to it. It's just we went over there last weekend and it was kind of like normal. 
which was nice. Yeah. Good. Tom and I have had discussions about post-vaccine, kind of getting back to our, I guess, what people might call a new normal. And during one of our discussions, Tom didn't understand why I was still so uneasily about getting back to that new normal and trusting the vaccine. And I couldn't really explain it until the next morning when I had time to think of how to how to phrase it best. Yeah. And really what I came up with was that my mindset was still pre-vaccine mode. Like for a year, we avoided everyone. We got used to the feeling of staying away from everyone. So now I need to allow myself to adjust my behavior and to trust the science. Oh, absolutely. I need to be able to mirror what the scientific consensus is. So it's just, yeah, it's just getting, it's just getting used to it, getting, getting back into maskless life. But even like outdoor gatherings are now safe without a mask unless you're in a large crowd, like a concert. According to the CDC, yeah. Indoor gatherings of multiple people still not safe. Like indoor concerts, obviously they don't necessarily recommend them. You definitely have to wear a mask. Yeah. Well, like even then, like they're telling us that the fight that the fights this weekend, even though we're gonna have half capacity, we're still gonna have about five or six hundred people there. Oh, that's a lot of people. But and they're saying that mask is mask are required. But even at the last fight six weeks ago, they would they would say reminders every time every time between fights, like, hey guys, remember you have to have your mask on when you're up and walking around, when you're at your table, unless you're eating or drinking, da 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 da. But there were still people just, like, without masks on that didn't give a shit. Yeah. And they had, like, all the tables socially distanced. So I'm intrigued to see how different if it is going to be this time because it's it's weird. I mean, I don't know if this helps at all, but that's actually a common thing that I'm seeing in my practice at my work. Um, I've talked a lot with other therapists in my company and just other therapist friends that helping people through that anxiety shift. It's, like, a symptom of the pandemic is social anxiety. Yeah. It's all developed for so many people of just that unease of being out in public and being around others. And even if you're still wearing a mask, that comfort of being able to be like, okay, this person's not wearing a mask and trying to just be like, that's technically allowed right now. And not, oh, they're inconsiderate. Oh, they're rude. Oh, they don't care about me. It's nope, this is legal. You can, (laughs) this is fine. You can be in this restaurant without wearing a mask right now. You can be in the grocery store without wearing a mask. So another like, weird thing for, for me was when we were on our honeymoon, we didn't wear masks. We socially distanced from people. Everybody there basically kept to themselves or their groups. But even just walking around. <laughs> Hell, I did that no matter what when I was at the pool and on vacation. Yeah, but like, we didn't wear a mask, and I was totally fine with it. Yeah. I wasn't bothered or freaked out. I wasn't, like, getting close to people. I was still staying away, but I didn't I didn't have that worry or anxiety that I have here. Because I was even questioning, well, why didn't I have it there, but I have it here? And the best thing I could come up with was, when I was there, I was in kind of vacation mode, honeymoon mode. Oh, absolutely. It had a very normal feel to it, like a, a normalcy. Oh, yeah. And here I am not in vacation mode. I guess here I'm just, I'm more, I'm more aware of it when I'm here. Well, and maybe, I mean, just the thought, it could have been that you guys had to get tested pre-trip, right? No, we did not. Oh, who I'm thinking of is I was thinking of my friends who just went to Hawaii. When they went to Hawaii, they had to get tested before they could even board the plane. And they had to get quarantined and have a negative test to fly to Hawaii and then to fly home from Hawaii, they had to get a negative test as well. And so that was required for them. And I think Hawaii is still requiring that. And I just got mixed up. <laughs> Whoops. So what we had to do was give a declaration of health, which basically said, we haven't been around anybody with COVID. We ourselves do not have COVID. And then before we came back, we had to get tested. Oh, okay. And then before I went back to work, I had to get tested again. Yeah. And maybe just even those little buffer parts of the questionnaire beforehand and everything helped give a little bit more peace of mind, possibly. Yeah, that that also definitely helped too. That in my mind, I guess what I have told myself was everybody has been very careful. We all had our temperatures taken when we were here. Nobody would have come had they had COVID. Yeah, exactly. So are you and like Tom on the same page in this post-vaccination thing or is there differences? I don't know if I would call them differences differences so to speak I would just say I'm a little more apprehensive okay about it I have a little bit of anxiety which is nothing new 
I just need to get my mind more. I need to relax. Okay. And just, again, trust the science. Realize I'm vaccinated. Yeah. No, I get it. In two weeks and one day, I will be fully vaccinated. Congratulations. Yay. I am still not, but that's just because I'm 25, almost 24, 25, almost 26. I don't go back in time. (laughs) (laughs) 25, almost 26 weeks pregnant. And there's still not enough enough long-term research for me to be comfortable getting vaccinated and not have it affect my baby. Um, Even though I've I've started to see a lot of stuff come out, which I'm excited about, that it's not harmful as of now, but I'm still not going to risk it. Which is different for me to see people getting vaccinated and then when they realize that I'm not yet the automatic ostracism. But then once they find out I have a valid reason, they're like, oh, okay. It's not just, there is a gray area, not just being pro-vax and anti-vax. Everybody has their own belief system, but it's just different to see that. Yeah, and I guess that's another worry with me is I don't know who is and who isn't vaccinated. Yeah. Like family-wise, I know, but like random people in the world, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, they say with the vaccine, even if you do come into contact with somebody, you do not need to stay away from people or quarantine unless you're having symptoms, which does kind of make me feel better because that means that maybe you don't spread it with the vaccine. Yeah. Because I guess that's also still a worry to me is potentially giving it to someone else and, you know, not knowing. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I don't know if this helps ease anxiety. I also think that that goes with any illness, right? That reminding myself, one of the judges said it last week, one of our clients was sick and he was like, yeah, but I'm negative with COVID. So that's all that matters. And it's like, wow, it's crazy to think that there are other illnesses out there other than COVID. Yeah. Like you can get a 24-hour bug. You can get a 48-hour flu. You can get a sinus infection. Yeah. (laughs) It's getting warmer. Allergies are going crazy here. And it's just (laughs) that black and white of it's either COVID, bad, not COVID, good. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's still a whole array of sicknesses that you can get. (laughs) Let's remember that. Yeah. It's almost like in 2020, we forgot about all other illnesses. And God forbid you coughed in public. Right? So who knows? I mean, the post-vax perspective is definitely interesting. Well, it doesn't help that for almost a year, we were essentially trained to think this way. Yeah. And now you're being told to stop thinking that way and think a new way. And for some people, it's not that simple. No, absolutely not. Some people like myself cannot turn it off and it takes us a little bit longer. And when I explained this to Tom, he understood that it's just going to take a little bit longer and you just need to be understanding and respectful of that. Yeah. And try not to try not to push. Don't push your loved ones into getting back to life before COVID, before they're ready to do it. Yeah. And Tom isn't doing that at all. He's being very respectful. He is. He's really great at understanding my anxiety and wanting to do things at my pace. Yeah. I'm very fortunate for that. I just, I would hope that everybody has essentially what I have. Mm-hmm. Well, and with me, like, I didn't realize until the mask mandate was lifted, how comfortable I got actually wearing the mask. Because I, yes, I was a griper. I had my moments where I was like, I really don't want to put on this goddamn thing. (laughs) I don't want to. It's annoying. I'm congested. I don't want to breathe. You know what I mean? Like, hell, this is just annoying. I have a breakout across my face. Like, I, I definitely have my griping moments, but now that I don't have to wear them, I have those moments where I'm like, oh, well, wait, I'm still going to put this on. Like yesterday, I could go into a store and I didn't have to put one on, but I chose to just still out of that comfort moment for me. And it was weird for me to recognize that I'm in that because I've always been more on the, I don't want to say an anti-masker, but more of the, I really hate these goddamn things (laughs) side of it. So when COVID first started and there was all this information coming out and it was kind of changing week to week, one week, wear a mask, one week, don't wear a mask, one week, wear a mask, I was essentially anti-mask yeah I would wear a mask to the store because I had to so when the our work approached us about wearing masks I was very much against it because what I heard was masks don't protect you they don't work don't wear them so that's what I was going with but of course our work was everybody has to wear a mask it just is what it is there was a lot of uproar within the coworkers, but as time went on and I learned just as science was developing and now I don't go anywhere without my mask. Yeah. I always have. I keep one in the car. I keep one in Tom's car. 
I feel weird when I don't have it. Yeah. It used to be, oh, shit, my keys or, oh, shit, my purse. Now we're all like, oh, shit, my mask. I don't know how many times in the beginning I had to turn around and go home to get my mask so I could go somewhere else. Now I just, without thinking, grab it and go. Yeah, it's there. It's it's going to be weird not having to do that anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody's post-vaccination perspective is going to be different, and I just always encourage everybody to let's be respectful of where people are at. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes, in my stance, that goes with any perspective that you have in life, whether it be religion, politics, thoughts of equality, sexual orientation, all of that. Like, be respectful. We're allowed to be adults and have different opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be rude. I was going to say, I heard the best post-vaccination response yesterday that Cole was down at the fight gym with his dad taking class and his coach runs the Monday class. So he takes class with them. And there was 19 people in this class, one of which was a brand new girl who's never been there before. They said like early thirties going into this Muay Thai class. And the manager was like, Hey Ned, who's our coach. Can you give her some special treatment? He's like, uh, I have 18 other people in this class. So my father-in-law pulled her aside and did a one-on-one lesson with her to teach her how to pr- punch properly, kick properly, proper form, all of that. And you know, they make it through class, they go to the end and they're talking to her about like, hey, what type of class do you want? Like, what are you looking for schedule wise? And she goes, oh, I'm good with like anything right now. I'm vaxxed, waxed and ready to party. Let's do this. Well, all right. <laughs> I was just like, vaxxed, waxed and ready to party. Let's do this. <laughs> oh. One of my coworkers, she looked at me, she goes, I really wish you were vaccinated now. And I said, why? She goes, because then you could tell your OB when it's time for you to deliver the baby. I am here. I am vaxxed, waxed, and ready to party. Let's get this child out of me. I was like, that would be beautiful. But I can't say that because I'm not going to be vaccinated before my daughter comes. So So are you going to get vaccinated after? Yeah, I plan to to get vaccinated pretty soon after I deliver. I want to make sure that my breast milk comes in because I am breastfeeding. And get that supply going. And I want to honestly probably get a good supply. So I could even possibly do a pump and dump if needed. Um, hopefully there's more research by then that that won't be necessary. Because I mean if I can drink and alcohol go straight into my bloodstream. It means the vaccine will. And just I'm more on the side of caution of seeing how horrible I've seen it affect people. In regards to getting super sick. Like my fiance that runs three miles for fun and can train for hours on end. And is the most fit that I've ever seen got knocked on his ass for three days straight. I would hate to pass that along to my child, to a newborn baby. Yeah. So yes, vaccination, hopefully in September of this year, because she's expected, she's due August 5th. So give me a month to get my supply in and strong and make sure that she's healthy. And then I can do a day where I can get vaccinated and then maybe do like a 24 hour pump and dump type situation. Too bad that's not something you can test for. Right. And I've seen a lot of positives where it's like, oh, yeah, you can get vaccinated and the antibodies are showing up in your in the babies now. Like there's some studies that are coming out with that. But it's so limited of like a study of 67 pregnant women. That's not enough for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's understandable. I mean, you want to do what's best for you and your baby. Yeah. And I do fall on the science side a lot where it's like you said, you have to trust the science. I'm going to trust the science. And right now, there is not enough significant science that shows that a vac- that this vaccination is safe for me to have while developing a fetus. My cousin who works in the mental and the in hospitals and everything, she is pregnant. She's about seven weeks behind me. She got vaccinated in her first trimester. More power to her. My sister-in-law that's doing a week and a half, she got vaccinated in her second trimester and she did great and she feels good. And my niece, as far as I know, obviously she's not born yet, is doing awesome. And she's right on track for a healthy, strong delivery. Yeah, and I mean, if you're not comfortable doing something, I don't think you should do it. Because then you were already not comfortable, and now you're just going to have stress and anxiety, and yeah, that's not good. And so, I mean, I consistently check up the um, on the CDC website about specifically COVID-19 vaccines and pregnancies. And it still says on the CDC website, limited data are available about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines for people who are pregnant. It says that they're underway or planned. But nothing has actually been, no studies have actually been completed. I can sign up to be a part of studies if I choose to get vaccinated. Again, going back to Mexico, I think another reason why I felt probably a lot more comfortable there, everything was outside. Yeah. And here, 
I feel pretty comfortable when I'm outdoors. Outdoors and spaced away from people. Not breaking windows. Not shattering windows or doors. <laughs> we still haven't got our quote from the people that came out here that day. So huh. maybe they just took our frame and left. <laughs> They're like, suckers. Free window frame. But yeah, no, being outdoors makes a huge difference. Because I know that was still something weird for me that I didn't quite comprehend of why people wanted other people to wear a mask if you were outdoor walking at a park. For me, it was weird um, to even think about why we needed masks outdoors, especially because like I live in rural Utah. We have mountains and reservoirs and lakes and everything around us that it was weird to me when somebody on a hiking trail got upset with me for not wearing a mask when I was outdoors hiking. But I could see why that would give you more comfort of everything was outdoors. We were all okay. Yeah, we were outdoors. We were spread out. You you were drinking lots of alcohol to help. We were <laughs> negate the to help sanitize your insides and all the germs. We were very sanitized on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good uh, all inclusive adults only. That is the way to go. One thousand percent. But going off what you said about going hiking and being in the outdoors and people getting upset for other people not wearing masks. This isn't about me, but a couple of my coworkers. Back in the day when I had a job, they were playing disc golf and they... Woo, disc golf. Yeah. And they, they weren't wearing masks. They were outside. But they were walking over a bridge. And I guess they were kind of halfway across the bridge. And there was this old lady with her dog standing on the other side of the bridge where they were walking. And instead of moving, the old lady just stood there. And then essentially, I guess, not so much yelling at them, but definitely said something to them about not wearing masks and getting so close to her. But the thing was... She watched them walk over the bridge, and she never moved. So it was the old lady scolding of, I'm right, you're wrong, even though I could have also done something to control the situation and avoid you coming so close to me? Yeah, I guess she was, like, <sighs> trying basically to tell them they should have turned around and walked all the way around instead of her just moving six feet. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, the bridge couldn't have been that long that you could have had that conversation beforehand, you know what I mean? Of like, hey, do you mind if we cross? Are you, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Or Yeah, that's also definitely something they could have done. So, And people just don't want to go out of their ways nowadays to have that conversation. No. It's, I'm going to wait and hold it in until I get pissed off at you. And then I'm going to say something. And maybe some people just like to be rude. I don't, I don't know. Like I was in the store a couple weeks ago. I had rounded a corner. There was a guy not wearing a mask. And I caught him out of the corner of my eye. And I looked over, and he was just staring at me, not blinking, just staring, like an angry stare. Oh, okay, creeper. It was an older dude, probably 50s, maybe 60s, but it was just the angriest stare. And I don't know why he was angry staring at me. And then I kind of, as I caught him, that's when I looked at him, I saw him just glaring at me. And I just kind of looked back at him, confused, realized this guy's not wearing a mask. He looks really angry. I feel like... He kind of maybe wants me to say something to him so he can lash out. Yeah. Like he just had that look about him. And I've seen the videos on Facebook and wherever. I know better. I just kept it moving. I was like, I'm not engaging. I'm just going to keep walking. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Good. Ugh. People. People are fun. It was just, it was so weird. The post-vax piece is just hard. Where it's like, even on Monday, oh my hell. I just, I literally snapped at a coworker in the middle of a meeting. And I even said before this podcast, I didn't want to go into work stuff. But this aligns with it. Is that because, well, I mean, I am the only exception in my office that hasn't been vaccinated. There's about six or seven of us entirely in my little rural community mental health office. And so they've all decided everybody is good without a mask. Like, we still socially distant. We still sit further apart. But we're all okay. And our one of my coworkers walks in. She goes, oh my God, nobody's wearing a mask. This makes me so happy. I can take it off. And one of my other coworkers chimes in with, well, yeah, this happened. And my husband thought that they could wear, that they could not wear a mask. And one of his coworkers got COVID and then passed it around like three other people. And we're like, wow, okay. And I literally was like, cool. Thanks for that anxiety trip right there. Way to be a negative Nelly right now in the middle of us not sitting here wearing masks. And she goes, well, I'm just letting you know that there's still dangers. I'm like, cool though. Like seriously, <laughs> like, it's like, we know they're dangerous. You don't need to throw them in our faces. Please let her have our moment of happiness. Yeah. Also, you're not wearing a fucking mask either. Yeah. What was So what's the point of her even saying anything then? Exactly. Just because she had information that she wanted to share. And 
my boss looks at me and then looks at her. He goes, yeah, for real though. Thanks for that anxiety trip for all of us. He goes, I'm going to go get a mask now. Because my boss is kind of an OCD germaphobe. Yeah. But I'm still just like, bitch, please. Like, don't sit here and celebrate that you can have your mask off. But then say shit like that. So are you guys now calling her Debbie Downer? We can't because we have another coworker named Debbie. Oh. <laughs> so that's why I called her a negative, a negative Nelly. Oh, okay. I was like, dude, like what? Like, but just that type of stuff where it's, if you still want to be pro mask, be pro mask. I had a bridal shower. I had a couple people show up with the mask on and they decided to wear their mask through the whole bridal baby shower. I was cool with that. Yeah. I mean, at my bridal shower, we had everybody wear their masks unless they were sitting down, but also everybody at my bridal shower was my family. Yeah. Except for like three people. So, oh, and out of three people, maybe nine people total there. It's very small. (laughs) Yeah. And mine was much bigger because we're further along, but it was just still like, okay, cool. Y'all can wear your mask and you can all can do whatever the heck you want and we can be adults about it and not scold somebody else and make fun of them for still wearing a mask. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see the shifts in people lately. Yeah. And I mean, don't make somebody feel uncomfortable for trying to feel comfortable. Right. That's not right. Don't do that. Be a good person. I think that's just what a lot of this comes down to in this post back conversation that we've been having is just still be a good person recognize that there are going to be a lot of people that have anxieties still kind of like you were hesitations about going out yeah and on that I will say that after having my first dose I have felt better I felt more confident in having the vaccine so I think that after I get my second dose I think I will get used to it and be more comfortable because I think like Tom was right I was still in that pre-vaccine mode But now having it, I am starting to feel better and more confident about being around people. I guess not confident. I'm feeling more comfortable. So I think that will come that will come with time and with, you know, being fully vaccinated and knowing I'm fully vaccinated and just like everyone else. Sorry. I can apologize if you can hear my dog slurping in the background. (laughs) He just came over and drank a bunch of water. So he is here. He's he's finally out of his moping stage. Everybody. He was. Usually he's snuggling me on the couch while I record and he almost got hit by a car today because he jumped out of dad's truck without listening and then got put in the doghouse quite literally and has been in the moping I'm still in trouble a bad boy headspace. We're happy the puppy's alive, but... Oh, poor puppy. I'm happy that he didn't cause a bigger accident other than the car having to swerve around him. Yes. So... And thankfully the car swerved because people are assholes and they do not care. Oh, yeah. Or they're texting and driving or just messing with their radio or their drink or... Just not paying attention. Yeah, just not paying attention, which we're all guilty of. So could have been worse. Sorry, I completely interrupted with our hello from Mr. Groot. Oh, you're fine. No, I was just basically saying that as I'm getting more used to being vaccinated, I'm starting to feel more comfortable. And I'm sure that more people who aren't comfortable or aren't sure about it that it'll probably help once they become vaccinated and get used to the feeling that that'll hopefully help to lessen any anxiety or any issues that they're having but it's gonna it's gonna feel weird not having to wear your mask inside yeah we still have to wear our masks inside like in restaurants and grocery stores basically anywhere it's a county mandate i believe i do not think missouri actually has a mask mandate yeah ours is more individually based where they've lifted the mask mandate across the state of utah and then counties can still choose to some cities within counties are still trying to enforce mask mandate and that's causing a lot of headache but then individual individually owned businesses and companies can obviously decide if they're going to continue the mask mandate or not so yeah see st louis city is actually separate from st louis county i'm pretty sure that they are very uh pro mask there as well in fact i know they are um, did you want, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, I mean, I just had a small thing that I guess was the other vet that was pressing on my mind. And I apologize, people. I feel I am, our listeners, our lovely listeners, I have been so scattered with busyness. I had a dentist appointment today. Unpopular opinion. I absolutely love the dentist. I do too, actually. I love going. I love getting my teeth cleaned. I've been sitting here like, running my tongue over my teeth and just feeling the smoothness and everything. I always get excited about going to the dentist. Don't feel bad. And I'm usually super stoked, minus that for the first time in 24 years, I had to change my dentist. Oof, I don't I do not do well with changes to stuff like that. I don't either, especially because I've had this dentist since I was five years old. Oh, wow. The same one. And so 
it just, and he go. my mom and dad still go there. My oldest brother still goes there. Like same dentist. And my mom, like she has said it in our mind, programmed us to believe like we, you need to go every six months for your cleaning because insurance pays for it. That's what's covered, right? Even when I was in grad school living in New York, I would make sure that if I was flying home for spring break or for winter break or a summer break, I would be able to go to the dentist and get my cleanings. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm having to switch just because I moved an hour away from my old dentist and I was fine with the drive down twice a year to get my teeth cleaned by him, but now my insurance doesn't take him. So I had to choose between a free dental visit or an $87 copay plus the two hour round trip and the gas money. So I chose to do the new dentist half a mile away that took my insurance and holy Hannah, appreciate their communication, but holy shit. So they called me last week and they were like, hey, your appointments, you're still good for your appointment at three, right? Uh, I thought it was at 3.30. I had therapy scheduled until 3.15 today. So I tell my therapist, hey, I'm leaving early <laughs> to go to my dental appointment. They then call me earlier today saying, hey, we've had a one o'clock cancel can you make that one? I was like, nope, I'm not off work in time. Like, okay, cool. We'll see you at your appointment later today then. And I confirmed, I said, okay, so do you need me there a little bit early to do paperwork? They're like, yeah, just like five minutes early, 10 at the most, but yeah, five minutes is fine. And I said, okay, cool. So I told my therapist, hey, I need you to sign me off at 2.50 because it's literally a 30 second drive for me to go to my dentist. I finished with my therapist at 2.53. 2.50 exactly, I had missed a call from my dentist. I called them back saying, Hey, I missed your call. And they were like, oh yeah, we were just calling to make sure that you were still coming in. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, first off, before you said the earliest I would have to be there is 2.50. Secondly, we just spoke two hours ago and you said I could be there at 2.55. But yet you're calling me at 2.50 saying, where are you? Yeah, that seems like, why are they calling you asking where you are before your appointment? That seems like something they should do 10 minutes after your appointment and you're not there. Right? <laughs> so it's like, my anxious mind. I told you guys all. You and me relate on that, being in our anxious bubbles. <laughs> An overthinking mind of, I'm already anxious because I'm having to meet a new dentist, having to have someone else's hands in my mouth that I'm not excited for. And then this, I hate being late. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I get super anxious when I'm late. And so for them to call and wonder where I am, even though I was still technically on time, made me so much more upset that it was rational. <laughs> let's throw in, let's just sprinkle some pregnancy hormones on there. Those always make everything so much better. Oh, yeah. And let's put a pinch of exhaustion from everything else that I have going on. I think tomorrow is the only day, aside, well, aside from work, obviously, that I don't have a type of appointment scheduled. Because yesterday it was just meeting people for fight tickets and delivering fight tickets. Today it was my dentist appointment. Tomorrow I don't have anything. Thursday I have a doctor's appointment with my OB. Friday we have weigh-ins. <laughs> Saturday we have the fight. And I have a hair appointment. Oh, my gosh. When are you going to sleep? But I don't know. <laughs> you'll you'll squeeze some time in. You'll you'll find like a few minutes. I'll squeeze some time in. It's a lot. But yeah, that was my only other little event. Well, did we want to end on some wholesome moments? Yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll go ahead and start this time. So my wholesome moment is as I am an unemployed person who very rarely leaves her house now. Haven't really done that much this week. So my moment is it's a wholesome moment kind of a rant. Kind of not, but we were at the grocery store today, and most parents don't really watch their kids all that much. Little kids will be running around and just kind of doing whatever they want. Like, for instance, when we were coming back from our honeymoon, we were waiting for our luggage to arrive on the carousel, and little kids were just running up, running into us, trying to reach in front of us to grab at a bag that wasn't even theirs. And none of the parents were saying anything. Oh, geez. We were trying to be obvious and move away from them because the parents would come and stand right next to the kids who were right next to us. So we were basically trying to stand single file. And at one point, that was, that was at the first airport. At the second airport, that happened again. But it was even worse. Ugh. So I had the leftovers from the airport, and I had actually kind of put my arm to stop her from reaching in front of us. Not rudely or anything. I just I kind of extended my arm like I was almost stretching. Yeah. And that's when her dad finally said something. I was like, oh, stand back a little bit. But then 30 seconds later, this kid is doing it again, just grabbing at every bag that she sees. That's not even theirs. She's just trying to grab every bag that she sees. Ugh, I... And the parents just are not paying any attention. They do not care. 
Maybe they're just, ugh, they're not bothering us. Let them do what they want. Ugh. But you can't be like that. You have to respect other people's boundaries. And you have to respect other people's space. Yes. So today at the grocery store, we're in line checking out. We've seen this mother and her son walking through the store. And he was always pretty close to her, wasn't walking away or anything. So we get in line and he kind of runs forward. And we, we see him run up. Obviously, we're not going to say anything. But all of a sudden, the mom looks at the son and goes, remember, we have to social distance. And he just walks right back over to her. Oh, sweetheart. And the sweetest, kindest voice just, now remember, sweetie, we have to social distance. And Tom and I just look at each other, very taken aback by, holy shit, someone's actually parenting their child. Right? And I just did like the silent clapping, like the silent applause. And we were both just like, wow, good for her. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and even if that would have been COVID related or not, even if it was just, hey, honey, watch, watch their space, like pre-COVID, that's a beautiful thing that you don't see often. No. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> I had a kid run up and push my cart three feet away from me at the grocery store the other day and his parents didn't say shit. And that, you know what I mean? Like, so to have that happen... During a pandemic, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. No, that is absolutely beautiful and wholesome. Seeing people care about other people is amazing. Oh, yeah. And wonderful. And something we need so much more of. Yeah, absolutely. Just sweet little things. It was a nice moment. Yeah. Oh, I do have have another kind of mini wholesome moment. Do it. Did you hear about the Battle of the Joshes? I did. Oh, my gosh. That was so, so cute. That was so sweet. And for the listeners that don't know... Look it up. I don't remember what state it was in, whether it was Nebraska or... It was Nebraska. Nebraska, okay. That people were trying to battle over who was the best Josh. And so they met in a field with pool noodles, right? Yeah, they did. It was it was hilarious reading and seeing the photos. And then who won again? A four-year-old. Oh, that's... Obviously, his name is Josh. That makes me so excited. Well, so they also raised money for a hospital. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, so the hospital that they raised money for, this four-year-old child used to have seizures, and he was treated at that hospital. Oh. So it made it that much, that much better, that much sweeter, but they also donated a lot of food to the food bank. That's awesome. I love it when they have funny things like that, but they put it towards a good cause. Yes. Like, no, I think that's gorgeous, <laughs> and it's so fun. And I heard someone saying they should do the same thing next year, but with a different name. Oh, yeah. Because it all started from boredom during COVID. <laughs> this guy kept trying to get his name for his username and just couldn't get it. So he messaged all of the Josh Swains that he could find on Facebook. And then it, I guess, took on a life of its own. Yeah, absolutely it did. So good for them. I had two, like, wholesome moments. One very big, one more mini. And then that just brought up, like, a third one that my fiancé brought up last night. Did you watch Supernatural? No. I love that TV show. It always creeped me out at the beginning because they did so good. But at one point, there's a character named Charlie. And that is actually the chosen name for my daughter. Her name is going to be Charlie Rose. But the Charlie in Supernatural is some badass tech wizard female. And she always just, no matter what to the characters, just sup, bitches. (laughs) And Cole was just sending me all these memes of Charlie Bradbury from Supernatural sending me, like, of, like, sup, bitches. Peace out, bitches. And he goes... I'm going to teach our daughter sup, bitches. I'll look. I was going to ask, if are you guys going to teach her that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have a choice on this one. I think it would be, and this goes back to your other wholesome. Proper parenting. Well, no, I was going to say your uh, <laughs> wholesome moment from episode one. Oh, yeah. Of uh, my nephew telling him to shut his damn mouth. Yeah, it's, it's just all, it just sounds so cute coming from a kid's mouth. And you know it shouldn't. Yeah. But the way they say it just... The way their speech is, it's just, it's always, it's precious. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm kind of scared to see. I have a couple years before Charlie's going to get to that point, considering that she saw us three months of cooking to do inside of me. But <laughs> <laughs> She's still baking away. Yeah. My nephew is another wholesome moment for me. We're in the middle of my bridal baby shower. And mind you, we had a solid 30 to 40 people at my bridal slash baby shower this last weekend. That's including kid count. A lot of them were running around outside. Mm-hmm. Mind you, my parents' house is nice and big. And I look up from talking to my best friend, and here comes my three-and-a-half-year-old nephew, bare-ass, running down the hallway. And we just hear, where are your pants? Where is your underwear? And he's like, 
I accidentally peed in them. And we're like, okay, so why don't you go to your room and get more? I don't know. I'm going downstairs. We're like, nah, get back up here. Come put your pants on. Just so cute. And we were like, bud, no. Like, no. He was just doing his own thing. Yeah. So it just like made me laugh. Just like, yeah, that carefreeness and that nobody freaked out. Nobody cared. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, he's so indecent. No, none of that. It's not like your uncle was running around naked. No, exactly. It was a, it was a child. Yeah. And yeah, a good reason because he didn't make it to the bathroom and he peed his pants. So, and I guess my, my big, my big wholesome moment, and I'm going to try and not cry. Pregnancy hormones have made me cry so much over the past week. Let it out, girl. <laughs> um, during my bridal baby shower, I had a lovely big stack of baby gifts because I did have a baby registry. And in the middle of it, my mom interrupts and goes, you get to open this one next. The hell? Okay. Like I would get to it eventually. I was like, whatever. So I open it and there's a card on top and it's in my mom's handwriting and it says Tess and Charlie. And I open my card and it is actually, um, I immediately see my grandma Rose's handwriting. For the listeners, my grandma Rose died, um, May of 2020. And so, and I'm getting tearful now. That's the reason why it's Charlie Rose is the name. So it immediately put me into tears. That's so sweet. (laughs) Because I just see... Tessie Moo Moo, we love you so much, Grandma Rose and Grandpa Ralph. And both of them are gone, and I just immediately start crying. It took me a while to notice that it was an old happy, that it said happy birthday at the top. (laughs) (laughs) But then I opened the box, because I knew what was coming. My grandma was an incredible crocheter, knitter, everything. Was two baby sweaters that my grandma had made me, that my mom had kept, and a baby blanket for Charlie. And I was just in tears. There was like six or seven people around me in tears that were all watching me. My mom's cheering like, ha I really got you there. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> crying. Um, oh, that's wonderful. But no, it was just one of those beautiful, wholesome moments of seeing her handwriting again, which I never thought I would see again. I didn't know I still had this card. My mom apparently found it randomly when she was cleaning out my old childhood bedroom, found it in the back of a, a shelf. So I didn't even know it was a thing. And so for her to find that and to take the time to wrap it for me and everything just meant meant the absolute world for me. So, yeah, just that beauty. Are you going to take and get it laminated? I was either going to get it laminated, I thought of, or I was trying to think of how I wanted to do it. Because I just love the card in and of itself, but I also don't know how to go about it. So laminated's actually a good thought. Because I was debating on if I wanted to, like, cut the card in half so it could be... Because the, the cover's really cute. It's just green and it has a pink dress on it so it matches perfectly. Where I would maybe cut the card in half so I could see the front and then see the writing. And then get that framed. But yeah, it just... It meant so much to me. I mean, I even posted, like, an ugly cry face on social media. And I was like, this is just real, though. Like, it really is. And it just teaches us to hold on. Yeah, I saw that post. It was so sweet. So... There's my, I mean, my multiple wholesomes. I've been trying to hold on to the wholesome moments. And I mean, I would encourage everybody to, whether it be something as simple as a dog staring at you from the car next to you, because that's something that literally made my fiance and I laugh for like three minutes yesterday, is there was this dog that was just like mean mugging the shit out of me. And then like look to the car to the people behind us and he'd like get all happy. And then he turned and look at me and was just mean mugging me. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there was a car next to us one time that had, a, there was a dog and Tom and I were in one lane, Tom was driving, and then his car obviously was in the other lane and we're trying to look at this dog and the owner looks at us and we just immediately look forward. <laughs> we're like, we don't want this guy to think we're staring at him. It's like, no, sir, your dog, move, get out of the way. <laughs> right. Then the light cr- turned green, so we had to go. Yeah, that happened with our dog. My ass German Shepherd was leaning on the back of my Camry, which he takes up the entire back seat. And we pull up next to this van and we have the back windows down because my dog loves his head out the window. And we just hear, hi, beautiful. How are you doing? And Cole looks at me and looks at the guy and he goes, he's talking to our dog, right? Not to you. I was like, well, he's on your side of the car. He can't even see me. So he's either talking to you or he's talking to our dog, but I'm pretty sure he's talking to our dog. We had someone try to talk to our dog when we had the window down. He was in the back seat. We just hear this voice. I just kind of look over and I realize it's someone talking to Cooper and I was like oh I love that because I would do that exactly I do it all the time hi puppers I've never been brave enough to roll down my window and talk to them with the window down but yeah I don't think I could do that but I would want to 
Or I might just say, hi, puppy. And then that'd be it. Yeah. Before Tom and I moved in together, or I moved into Tom's house. Our house now, thank you. <laughs> Mine. I couldn't... Yeah. <laughs> I could not remember a single one of my neighbor's names. But I remembered every one of their dog's names. That's what's most important. I was like, oh, you're Ruby's owner. Yeah. No clue who you are, but I know who this is. I mean, yeah, that's how it is when we go to the dog park, though. <laughs> Where I remember all the dog's names. Don't remember a damn thing about my coworkers. I'm uh, not my coworkers. Their owners. Wow. But yeah. People suck. Dogs rule. That's what matters. Be good humans. Make up for the people that suck. I think that goes back to everything that we've talked about today between being in a post-vaccination world and just being accepting of other people and where they're at. Yes, please be kind. Understand. You see the person on the outside. You don't know what they're going through on the inside. Exactly. Try to be kind and just always understand that people are fighting battles that you don't see every day. Yeah. And we understand that you're fighting your own battles every day as well. Absolutely. And that you're going through your own stuff and... The fact that you would try to even still be kind to others and not put that on other people is huge. Yep. And the best way to be kind to yourself is do something for you. Some of the happiest people are fighting some of the greatest battles. Oh, yeah. And I mean, a piece of that is just staying aware, doing things for yourself. Allow yourself to stop and get the medium fries to McDonald's on your 45-minute commute home once in a while because you need it. Yes, you have to treat yourself once in a while Don't judge yourself for treating yourself. We're all going through something. We deserve to treat ourselves every once in a while. Yeah. And not feel guilty about it. Exactly. I mean, I love that this podcast has, I mean, and I'm just adding on to the wholesome moments because that's just where, like I said, I've been trying to have my brain be that versus the stress overdrive. Ah, holy shit, what's happening in my life? (laughs) We need more wholesome moments in this world. It's fine. This podcast has has been a great wholesome moment for me of just being able to chill and I see this as a form of self-care, of being able to come and talk to you guys and process things. And hopefully we're helping, right? We're putting ideas out here. Absolutely. We have our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. We have our email. Please reach out to us. Share your stories. Share if there's something that you want us to bring up and talk about. If you, Even if you have add-ons of a dentist appointment of how it went well, well or scary or questions about how to deal with the change or how we dealt with it. If you want us to go into more detail about something we've mentioned your own perspective of post-vax or something else you want us to focus on. If you're wanting to get the vaccine, but you're worried about side effects, reach out. I've had it. I can let you know. I know people that have had all three of the vaccines. I will do my best to answer your questions and hopefully make you feel comfortable in your decision, whichever that may be. Yeah. Please reach out to us if you have anything you want to discuss or bring up topics or you want us to discuss. If you have a wholesome moment you would like to share, yeah, please write in and let us know it. Talk to us about it. Absolutely. Hopefully you're comfortable asking for our perspectives, just like, will you hear us bounce off of each other for topics? And, oh, yeah, I can relate to it on this way. That's what we want to hear from you guys. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what's going on in your world, good or bad, what you want to get off your chest. Yeah, so let's do it. We appreciate you listening. I'm going to sign off, though. I have about... 35 thank you cards that I need to write for my past shower and about another 15 wedding invitations that I get to send out last minute. I just have more TV to watch. Perfect. <laughs> what are you watching? Let's end on that one. Um, so I like re-watching things because I know I like them. So currently Tom and I are re-watching a show called Below Deck. It's on Bravo. It's essentially about the workers... In the yachting industry. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's like a reality show. It films them during charters, so you actually get to see what's going on below deck. Their reactions to the people renting the mega yachts. And sometimes you get to see the hot messes that are the people renting the mega yachts. But I also discovered a show called Styling Hollywood on Netflix. Also a reality show. I don't love all reality shows. Okay. Don't pigeonhole me on that one. <laughs> but this one is about... A married couple, their names are Jason and Adair. One is a stylist to the celebrities, and one does interior styling for celebrities. So they're essentially a power couple, and you just it's just their day-to-day lives, and it's just entertaining. <laughs> it is by no means educational, but it is entertaining, so. Nice. 
Yeah, sounds like lots of fun. But it entertains me. It makes me laugh. I enjoy it. That's what counts. Hey, once again, I'm going to push that back to the self-care. doesn't need to be educational. If it's self-care and it's relaxing, do it to it, boss. I guess I'll end on my favorite thing that I know I threw in there a little bit in the middle of this. But for all y'all people, I hope you are vaxxed, waxed, and ready to party. I will be right there with you come September. Maybe not on the wax part. At least my eyebrows will be waxed. There you go. Hey, it still counts. <laughs> we'll go that far. That still counts. That still counts. <laughs> but yeah, have a good night, guys. Thank you for listening. Or day or morning or whenever the hell you're listening. I do, I do that every time. Good night, day, good morning. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Email us at unleashednojudge at gmail.com with any ideas, stories, feedback, or just anything that you would like to discuss with us. Again. That is unleashednojudge at gmail.com. U-N-L-E-A-S-H-E-D-N-O-J-U-D-G-E at gmail.com.